Alright, welcome back to episode 7 of the PHP Town Hall Podcast. This week we have myself, Ben Edmonds, and Phil Sturgeon, as always, and we're joined by Chris Bowden, who is the creator of Ratchet PHP, and he's going to talk about the project. How are you doing today, Chris? Good, how are you guys? Oh, great. Yeah, too bad. So, let's get started with what is Ratchet at a high level for someone who uh, has no idea. Hang on, uh, hang on. Before we ratchet, we have to talk about the PHP Town Hall, um, what do you want to call it, social last night? Oh, you want to talk about that first? Okay. <laughs> before we launch in. Um, yeah, how did it go? What happened? All right, so we started around 8 Eastern, and we pretty much got a bunch of people online. We hooked up on video, and we got really drunk and argued for several hours. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this, this goes back to, like, the, it used to be Coding Writer Town Hall, where we all joined, got, got together on Tiny Chat years ago and got drunk, and occasionally I got my ass out. Um, and, yeah, it's good, to, it's good to see it going back to its roots. Uh, yeah, any any we, stupid uh, arguments? Any of the notable? you, actually, because no one showed their ass. It was, uh, oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> it, actually, um, I never did actually show my ass. Uh, it was just amazing fun when there were, what, like th- 30 people in the room, maybe more, and I just started to undo the zip a little bit, and it went down to <laughs> one person in the room. And I'm looking at the, looking at the user count thinking, who the fuck are you, you creepy jerk? Why are you still there? <laughs> no, he was like, finally. <laughs> Come on, do it. Do it. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good time. We uh, hung out until like 1.30 a.m. It was... Me and Mike Wells that ended it, like always, because good work, good we work. have horrible schedules. Yeah, good time. We'll make sure to advertise the next one and try to do it again in a month or two, so it's not nice. six months until the next one. At least I'm actually on the same uh, time zone as you as well now, because before I used to be, uh, you'd be starting at 8 o'clock and I'd be there at like 1, <laughs> one o'clock or whatever it was, just completely worked already. So. Well, we're still three hours different, but it's a little closer now. Ah, true, I'm true. I'm on the West Coast, so. Anyway, well, anyway, sorry to interrupt, um... Yeah, Chris, could you tell us a little bit about uh, Ratchet PHP and, and what you're doing on it? Oh, um, Ratchet's a web, uh, WebSocket library purely written in PHP. Uh, now, what WebSockets do is they allow for uh, real-time or uh, push notifications between a client and server on web browsers. Nice. Um, and this is something that most people usually just associate with, uh, with JavaScript as well. Um, so why... Well, first, why is it you've been doing it in PHP? Um, are you doing this for like a specific project, or is it something you're playing with? Or? Uh, it started out as um, a, sal- a salesman for the company I was working at at the time. Uh, I was in a meeting, and they said, oh, we heard these new things called WebSockets. They're really fast and real-time communication. Can you do them? As, <laughs> as a salesman, he said, we sure as hell can. Of course we do. We do WebSockets <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so he uh, comes back and explains what he sold as usual. Oh, great! Okay, more than we know. All right, we'll learn this. We can, you know, do uh, write a library with through Apache, just like we always do. And I heard the socket IO thing, so we get looking into it. We're like, oh shit! <laughs> and then uh, so it's like, okay, well, we got to do Node. And the yeah. t- the, t- the company I was working at at the time. The uh, the guy who oversaw everything said, no, no, we're entirely PHP shop. Um, we hire juniors who don't have experience, and then we train them like we can't go polyglot right now. So he said, write something in PHP. <laughs> and at the time, had no idea what huge undertaking it was. And so just went from there. 
since I've moved on to a different company, and uh, I still do ratchet um, work on ratchet in my spare time, and now it's just a bit of a passion project for me. Excellent. I mean, that seems to be the way a lot of things happen. It's uh, uh, marketing go into a meeting and just say, "Sure, what color would you like the moon?" Once we've got it on a stick for you, um, but uh, it's, it, it's good that you've done it. So, was was there any point where you just like this is never going to work? Fuck this, or was it like a, a steady progression from to get going? Oh, there were about a good three or four times. I was like, "This can't work. Fuck it. I'm done." <laughs> and. Uh, I'd go home, go to sleep, and wake up and be like, ah, I put too many hours into this to give up, which is really stupid because you should cut your losses, but I didn't and, uh, you know, found a way every time to get past the hurdle. Sweet. Um, and how, so how does Ratchet um, differ from the React project? Because both these projects have started coming up in a lot of places and, and people have started seeing them recently and it'd be good to differentiate what they do. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'm actually a, the uh, co-author of React. Uh, so I maintain uh, both libraries. Uh, Igor Weedler is the other. I think I hope I said his name right. Is the <laughs> other uh, is the other maintainer of React. Um, now, how they differ is React actually is the underlying engine of uh, Ratchet. Um, Ratchet is just purely for web sockets. So talking, communicating with browsers in real time, and um, hooking clients up together. Uh, whereas React is. Uh, an asynchronous event-driven library uh, written in PHP. So it does. It can encompass a lot more than Ratchet does. Ratchet's just very specific, whereas React is kind of uh, a whole bigger animal. Is Ratchet, or React, rather React, how low-level is that? Does it run on top of Apache or in GenX, or is it its own beast? Um, it's its own beast. Uh, it's, it's very... Um, it runs on its own, but it can run behind uh, Nginx, but it can't work with Apache. Um, Apache has a pre-fork and threaded model, uh, whereas Nginx is event-looped. Um, so what that means is that it's a long React and uh, is a long-running process, and it waits for uh, a communication to come in through a socket and then handles it and passes it off. Um, it's very It's non-blocking. Um, just trying to think of how to explain that. So it's uh, one. This one run running script, long, long running script, will um, in its state will house many uh, client connections. Whereas most PHP scripts, when they run, they're only talking. To anything they do talks to one client. Whereas one running script will talk to many clients simultaneously. Now, how do you view this? Do you view it as production writing, or is it still in alpha, beta? What's the deal there? Um, probably beta. Um, I've launched, used some Ratchet and React on some sites, small to medium client size. Uh, it, it just doesn't scale to tens of thousands yet. It's uh, not possible at this time. Gotcha. Is that the goal eventually, or how far do you see this going? Uh, I'd like it to be. Um, it's not where it is against other languages, mostly because of uh, li- underlying limitations of the uh, PHP at this time. Um, but we like to see it down the road, you know, be able to uh, become production ready. But we need help from uh, the core. 
What sort of things uh, do you need to change? I mean, I noticed in the um, in the docs you've said this will just about work with PHP 5.3.3 or whatever it was, um, but you really should use PHP 5.4 because of the because uh, of the speed boosts. Um, so, firstly, like, uh, what is it in 5.4 that's really helped with the speed? And secondly, what 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 is it you need from PHP 5.5 to make it better? Um, PHP is um, slow for a few reasons. Um, when benchmarking a, a script like this, um, well, actually, so let me go back. When people write websites with PHP and you hear haters say that, oh, PHP is so slow, well, from a technical standpoint, it's slower than most languages, but it doesn't matter at all. Uh, you use cache and everything else, and its execution is a little bit slower. And... Uh, Rasmus said, said it best. He said, as soon as you do one SQL query, um, that's your bottleneck. Like, the execution of PHP speed is insignificant at that point. Right. right. Um, so 5.4, its execution speed was a huge boost. Um, it was almost twofold, I think, if I remember correctly. And it had uh, much, much better memory management. Um, now, the other thing to take into consideration now is that now that what React does is raw I.O., and uh, that's something PHP was never meant to do at um, um, a 10,000 connection uh, level. So that's what's really slow right now. Um, now, what make, yeah. now, in so contrast, what, what makes other languages um, so much faster, for example, Node, why they can handle 10,000 out of the box is... Uh, not the language itself, but its underlying engine, which is something called uh, libuv, then that does IO, um, asynchronous I.O. at a much higher concurrency rate. And there's a few people trying to port that over the engine. It's written in C and make PHP bindings for that. That'd be handy. So that would ju- it wouldn't be the language so much itself. It would be just getting that extension to, to grab hold of, and then it would be considerably quicker. Exactly. Oh, that's impressive. Um, but yeah, it's interesting you say that. Like, I, I've been running some benchmarks. I, you know, I built a, an API for the company I work for, Capture, um, and the original one was kind of mashed together in some really terrible PHP, and I'm kind of making it better. Um, but they were, we were looking into maybe using um, Python or maybe using, uh, maybe using JavaScript and something like Node to make it quicker. Um, and that, what you said you know, uh, about Rasmus's quote is exactly right. Once you've got a MySQL query, it, that's your bottleneck. So for most APIs, a lot of people just go, oh, yeah, we'll just use Node because it's fast. But how much faster is really fucking irrelevant, right? I mean, by the time you've got a couple of queries, the, the language is just becoming a wrapper around the, the, the I.O. Of the, of the data, wherever the data is coming from, right? And the languages are so close to being similar that it, it doesn't make a lot of sense uh, at that level to you know, recode the whole thing into a brand new language just for some micro-optimization. <laughs> Oh, you're exactly right, and it should be the right tool for the right job. Um, it all comes down to—I I think my opinion is time and money. Uh, if you—if it takes a lot of time and money to train a developer to new, learn a new language, then it's because it's a little faster. Then it's probably cheaper to use a quote slow language like PHP and just throw a bit more hardware at it if the situation fits. Yeah, I mean, I'd much rather slide up the size of an EC2 box a bit than spend three months recoding an API into JavaScript and not being able to use reuse any code from the last version at all. That would just, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
when there's millions and I've got a whole team of developers that are all proficient in a different language, that's when we start worrying about uh, actually changing it. Um, but yeah, back to coming back to React. Um, how how does it hold up? Like it, it, it's its own server. You can tell it what um, uh, what ports are run on, and it uses. I think it's the um, what extension does it use to, to actually make that possible? Is it the the sockets or event extension? Uh, we actually have a few. Awesome. Um, oh, this is ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what? Yeah, the core of React is, uh, well, we named it React after the Reactor pattern, which has been around for decades, like before Node. Like, we keep mentioning Node, but Node isn't the only language that's event-driven. It's just the flavor of the month right now. Yeah. Um, cool kids. So like, yeah, exactly. Tastes good, right? <laughs> Uh, so we have we have a common interface for our lo uh, event loop, and that's the core of the long-running process. And we have several implementations um, to that interface that the rest of the library works on. So we have um, basic streams, which are slow as balls, but they work on every system. Uh, we have libevent, which is pretty solid. And that one actually lets um, React and Ratchet uh, ramp up quite a bit to handle... Uh, so a lot of concurrency. Um, I've had people report a couple thousand concurrent connections without any problems using libevent. Wow. Nice. What's wrong with that one as well? Like uh, fairly low, fairly low level stuff, or yeah, like a common computer. Or, uh, I, I don't even know. People didn't say just whatever they're using for their servers, which nice. Yeah, you know, isn't by any means enterprise stuff. I don't, from what I understand. Okay. It's been people doing hobby, uh, uh, trying it out and doing a hobby project, and be like, "Holy shit, this works!" And you know, I withstood Hacker News. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, that's taken my EC2 box down a couple of times. So. <laughs> nice. so, is it written completely in PHP, or is it like a melding of PHP and C? Um, well, these underlying um, modules or extensions are in C, but the uh, all of React and its API is entirely in PHP. Wow. Yeah, I've noticed. I mean, so, it's just a um, it's just a composer package uh, that you install. Um, was there any massive decision behind going with um, uh, with like composer and PSR stuff? Don't want to bang on about PSR too much. We covered that last time, but was was there any major reason behind your decision to use um, PSR zero and one and however many you used? Uh, it was a no brainer. Uh, Igor and I, we don't even think about that anymore. It's just you know that that's a given, <laughs> right? Ah, that's good to hear. Um, yeah, the last episode we spent about an hour arguing about various different alternate <laughs> solutions, so it's, uh, it's nice to get an easy one off the bat. Um, how does this hold up against things like the built-in PHP server? That might sound like a silly question, but I'm sure some people will be interested to hear um, how it holds up and what the sort of feature set's like. Uh, somebody was complaining that the built-in PHP server can't handle HTTPS. Is that something that you know this can't do either? Um, actually, I have a I have a spike for uh, HTTPS, but it it shouldn't be done. Um, <laughs> it really shouldn't. Doing SSL in PHP is fucking slow, and you can't scale it up. Like you should, SSL should be handled by C, no matter what you use. Uh, any any language you write a website in, it, you shouldn't it shouldn't be doing SSL itself. You should have it behind S Tunnel or Nginx. Let that do the SSL, and then let your site do its thing. Right. 
I mean, yeah, that's that's something we've got um, here at Capture as well. We've uh, I've been a little bit lazy, and I'm letting the electro uh, the elastic load balancers handle that. I mean, I realise it'd be quicker to probably let uh, Nginx do it on each of the each of the inst- each of the boxes, but but for now, just putting uh, putting that on the one single load balancer kind of made my life easier. But uh, so you're saying you can do it, but it's probably not a good idea. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and as far as performance, um, right now our there's so many components to React, and what you're talking about as a web server is just one part that we're not even really focusing on right now. I mean, it does. You can use this as a full-fledged web server, but that's a bad idea. <laughs> um, the HTTP implementation is really slow, and uh, just yesterday we started doing a little bit of work on it to try to get it up to uh, HTTP 1.1 specification. But again, it's it's slow, and it's a like, hey, we can do this. But you probably shouldn't. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, if there's any Laravel fans out there, uh, Laravel 4 users, you're already actually using React. Um, I, I noticed it pop up in my uh, in my Composer install the other day, and it was a pleasant surprise. Um, Laravel 4 is using the uh, React async uh, component. So I, is that what's that? It's just like a fairly fundamental core part. I don't even remember that part. I'm looking for it. Async utilities for React. That is a little mini library Igor did, and I'm not sure what it does. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, this library allows you to manage async control flow. It provides a number of combina- combinators for continuing, can read today, continuation passing style, aka callbacks. Instead of nesting those callbacks, you can declare them as a list, which is resolved sequentially in an async manner. Well, that's fun. Ah, there you go. Very cool. Ah. So the async package does some async stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it sounds uh, like it basically just calls a list of uh, you know JavaScript files in order asynchronously. Is that you, Mike? Yeah. Well, I didn't know you were here. Mike's <laughs> <laughs> back. Hi, Mike. Well then, I would have introduced you if you were here. <laughs> yeah, we are joined You're today slacking. by Michael Wales. Uh, hello, Mike. Hi. How's it going? Uh, not too bad. How long have you been hiding out back there? Uh, just about five minutes or so. I was actually on like this uh, G.I. Joe mission looking for a headset. I can't <laughs> believe I don't have headphones in the house anywhere. Man, call yourself a nerd. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not living up to the name at all. Uh, well, so you were on the, you were on the uh, PHP Town Hall last night. How, how was that? Uh, we had a pretty good time. Um, well, I think uh, Ben and I were on it for about eight hours and got uh, sufficiently <laughs> intoxicated, so... I have yet to sleep, but nice. You didn't go to sleep at all. Handle it. Yeah, that's hard work. I, I require at least four hours sleep, or I am just a useless shit. <laughs> I only need about four hours every other day or so. <laughs> is that the uh, is that your old army training? No, it's just way too much stuff to do and not enough time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that won't help. Uh, so we've been talking about React and stuff. Um, I was just uh, I just blindsided uh, Chris with with the React async package, and he uh, has no idea what that is, which is fun. We should go um, through the code and ask him random questions and speak. Yeah, yeah, so line 37 of uh, utilities.php. <laughs> what does it do? Uh, why, go! Why, why is that bracket there? I usually put a space in there instead. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, one, one sec, I'm, I'm um, making a push. That line is now going to have a comment that says, shut up, Phil. <laughs> Good man, thank you very much. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Um, are there any other components you've been using whilst building this? Does, does React just kind of rock its own stuff, or are there any uh, PHP components you, you use? 
Um, yeah, we use a lot of things. Um, just the blind side of me of not knowing what that particular library does, we have 20 libraries under the React name. And we've had uh, more contributors come on and write their own. Like that one was done by Igor. Uh, we have uh, ZeroMQ and a Stomp client, and uh, you know, a whole. I'm not going to list them all, but we have a whole bunch of things that have kind of taken on life of their own that do work with other components. Um, so what React is, it's communicating with other pro- other processes and other um, just working with protocols and other running processes, and that's the you know, really fun part, and let's, um, uh, for me, I was, I did websites in PHP, and this is a way to learn how things worked, like how processes communicated with each other, like, I had no idea how Apache or Nginx and PHP FPM worked and talked to each other behind uh, something like HAProxy or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's some fairly crazy stuff that's happening. I was just looking through it, and I saw a, a chat roulette package, which is amazing. It's even funnier calling it a chat roulette package because all you ever see on chat roulette is packages. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not good. Um, yeah, well, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of packages in here. Like, I I missed a talk about React uh, by Igor at PHP Northeast back in the UK for the same reason I missed your talk at True North PHP. I was fixing a fucking server, um, but during that, I think he he explained that. React PHP isn't a framework. Uh, why? How does it hold up against a framework? Why do you? Why do you? Why would you say it's not? Uh, I think it takes the Symphony approach that it's a library, not a framework. We you, you don't bend and say, okay, this is how you have to use something. It's okay. Well, you can use this component. Uh, like it's, everything's separated out nicely. Like these twenty libraries, the main React library is. We have a subsplit that you know, splits the main one out into eight others. Um, so you can pick and choose which components you want to use in your project. For Like Laravel is using the async component. So we're not... Uh, I see a framework as something you build on top of. Uh, Laravel using this component is using it as a library, pulling it in and using it, not, um, you know, building on top of this uh, framework. Good. Very cool. Now, I also say that you are running tests here. Do you want to talk a little bit about how you approach tests and what kind of level of test coverage you try to do? Um, I think we try to aim for 100%, or at least the important parts. Cool. <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah. Uh, I can't speak for what the coverage is at right now, but uh, most new code and new features, it's you know make sure you test the majority of it. Uh, it's not 100%, but I think we do an all right job. Would you say that trying to unit test asynchronous code is more of a ball ache than normal? I mean, I, I assume it has to be. Oh, God, it's fucking retarded. It's, <laughs> it is so hard to test, and benchmarking is even harder. Um, now, yeah, do you usually I, end up using callbacks for that, or do you use promises? Uh, we like to use promises. Uh, we have a promise library in here. Um, oh, yeah, React Promise, and... Um, you know, that's just a better way of doing things. Uh, Node had promises in point two and then took them out, and that was just such a shame that they did that because this is just a, a better way to manage code. So when you do callbacks, you have a callback and a callback and a callback and a callback, and you, have, you lose where the fuck you are, and debugging is a bitch. Yeah, it makes backtraces just ridiculous as well because you're only ever really inside one, one callback. 
Um, this was pretty cool, actually. The point out. Oh, sorry. I just want to point ahead. out an example. Uh, pump shitload of data. That's how you know this is a quality tool here. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Oh, is that one of our examples? Yeah, I think that's the main thing. I mean, even your promise library has got a massive uh, readme. Like, I was looking at some file upload class uh, that, that was on... I, I generally look through all the... Um, on phpdeveloper.org, they have, like, a list of all the packages that have been a new version released in the last uh, day or whatever. And I usually look through those to see if there's anything cool in Xion. And uh, that's where I found this, actually. Um, and there was, like, one really simple file upload class that had three methods, and the guy hadn't even bothered putting a readme example in there, and it's on version 1.3.4 or some shit. It's like, if you can't, if you can't copy and paste one piece of code out of your, one of your unit tests and, and make a readme example, then fuck you, I'm not using your package. And uh, just every single component in, in React seems to have a lot of thought and effort put into the readme. It's not even just a, a copy and paste. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about the extent of the documentation. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good start. I mean, it's the sort of thing you can pull apart and then say, like, you know, have one main documentation and then say, this is the promise section and break it down into a few pages. But, but even, even then, like, this is a really good start. Yeah, we'd just like to give a little example of here's how you might use this and here's you try to figure out why you'd use it. When did you yeah. actually start working on this? Um, actually, React... Uh, was had its conception last year, uh, one day ago. Oh, yeah, so uh, we're tweeting pretty about pretty that. Far in a year, then. Happy impressive. birthday! Oh, thank you. Uh, React was actually. Uh, um, um, I started Ratchet about a year and a half ago, and at the time, I'd just written my own um, socket stuff on it, and it was pretty shitty. And then uh, a year ago, yesterday, Igor on his own, we hadn't even met yet, started. Uh, something called Socket Server, and uh, that he got that going pretty well. And then uh, him and I chatted online, and then um, we turned that into React, and then have been building on top of that. So it's uh, it's about a year old now. Did you and uh, Igor do anything to celebrate? Um, had a beer, I think. Yes, silly oh. hats and brandies on webcam. It's got to be done. <laughs> yep, released uh, released um, a version and had a beer and. Yeah, that was about it. There you go. Uh, so, I mean, the, the, I can't talk. This is usually why I do this podcast drunk. There. Uh, version 0.3.0 is the one that came out the other day, right? So, um, what what sort of stuff do you have left before you get to one? I know that's a long way away, and I know Node's been pushing towards one for ages, but what sort of, like, big-level stuff do you feel is left before you can happily tag up a version one? Um... You and I have never really talked over this, what we'd want. We're just kind of go as we go. Uh, but off the top of my head, if I had to think, you know, good performance, good stability, and uh, definitely a solid API. Uh, like right now, we're still throwing in backwards compatibility breaks uh, whenever we do <laughs> versions. Yeah. Do you have a BC change list, or is it just all kind of thrown in the change log? Oh, it's all kind of thrown in the change log. Uh, with point three, though, we had quite a few backwards compatibility breaks. So in the change log, we do link to the blog, uh, okay. where that really details what change and how you can fix your shit. That we yeah, built. that's good. Uh, EmberJS is going through a really fun phase. Uh, like a month or two ago, I was using EmberJS, uh, and the documentation was for version one, pre two. Uh, they don't pre kind of like release candidates or whatever. So version one pre two uh, was was what the website documentation was, 
the um, the version that you downloaded from the website was like some sort of other thing. No, that was it. The, the, the download zip file was one pre two. The documentation for the website was for some like random commit they pushed the other day. And then uh, by the time I downloaded uh, one pre three, it all changed again. So I finally got my application running on one pre three. Then they released one pre four, and I just thought, "Fuck this! I'm gonna I'll come back to this some other time." That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "I'm gonna wait until you finished version one, and then I will do this." But until then, just leave me alone. <laughs> you gave me a lot more of a chance than I did. I said, "Screw this! I'm not even trying to keep up." Yeah, well, it was just literally in the space of um, in the space of I think four days. I learned three different routing APIs for it. It changed it completely every time. Luckily, there was a, a, a really good um, MJS freelancer guy, and I just like paid him to come meet me in a coffee shop and point at stuff. And I was like, fix my code. And he just went, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I would not have had a chance otherwise. <laughs> so uh, I, I got to thank you for that, Phil. We were uh, at the office. We were kind of debating between Angular and Ember and which one to you know, put some good R&D in. I was like, yeah. this guy I met and follow on Twitter, he's flipping tables over Ember. We should probably go with <laughs> Angular. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I don't mean to push people away from it. it. It looks very good. It's just not ready. And the other major problem is that um, uh, Ember data, like the, the data, uh, the, the kind of the REST interface for it. Um, they, I can't think of any of the right words, but the layer that basically, just like Backbone does, you know, you kind of, uh, you map, um, uh, you map your REST API with, with endpoints, and then you can have like, uh, models in JavaScript that uh, persistent data layer, that's the word, persistent um, Ember doesn't really have one of those that's production ready yet, they have Ember data which is kind of cool but again they're just completely changing it all the time and it's not even on like getting close to version 1 yet, it's a completely separate version so you have to use Ember.js by itself or like with Backbone which seems silly or Don't they have some crazy numbering system for Ember data? I didn't. I haven't seen it. I can't remember. It's they. They don't do versions. They do revisions. And so oh, in your yeah, code, yeah. you have to say, "I'm on revision 12" or whatever you're targeting, <laughs> something to, of that nature. They haven't specifically started versioning stuff yet. I don't think no. So it's just like I'm using 12, and I last used it at this date, and I say, "Yeah, it's probably it probably works." It's <laughs> that sounds reassuring. Yeah. So the, the whole idea behind everything is it's really good. But this, the API is changing a lot. And for me, like the other thing is when you're using Ember data, uh, I was making an analytics dashboard for Capture, right? So people can sign in and see who's using it, their stores and how many checkouts they, check-ins they've had this week or whatever. Um, for doing stuff like CRUD for an admin da- uh, back-end panel, it's amazing. Because you say, um, I have a user model, a post model, and a comment model. And you can build yourself a blog just by chucking those three things together really easily. So you can have a list view, and you can have a um, just a view view, like a one single record. So it'll either get you a list of things or it'll get you a view of things. Um, and the Ember data makes that really cool. Like when you update stuff, it will update everywhere else because um, it, it uses like binding and everything like that. Um, but as soon as you want to have like a dashboard where you have random chunks of stats that aren't necessarily a model where it's going to be a list or it's going to be one single thing, fuck you. It, it, it just it makes it really hard. You have to jump through so many hoops to do that. So just making this one dashboard that had like some graphs and a few other things, I was just trying to claw my eyes out. So I'm, I'm sort of sticking with Backbone for now. Ember.js looks amazing, but they have to finish it first. I've been really happy with Angular myself. Yeah? I've, I've not actually used it. I've, I, I heard, back at Bluey, a company I used to work for, uh, we switched from Angular to Ember. 
because Ember did everything that we were trying to do in Angular better, but I didn't have that much hands-on experience with it, and it was a long time ago. Why, why are you liking AngularJS? The, a, the documentation, and it just seems more stable than Ember is right now. Obviously, Ember's really nice. Um, you know, you've got Yehuda Cats and all the Rails guys on there, and they're really smart, but it's just not there yet. So it's more of a stability thing for me. They've got some Google funding as well now, haven't they? They've got money just pumped in. Ember does? Because Google's behind uh, I'm, Angular. I'm Angular. Angular. Uh, yeah, yeah. Google's behind well, Angular. Angular was started by two guys who used to work for Google. Gotcha. Um, I don't believe they do anymore. I'm not sure if they're still financing the project or not, though. I I heard something along this line, so I might just be talking out my ass. But uh, I thought they had like big support from Google now, like money was starting to go. Very well, maybe, because... My understanding was Google was trying to get away from Clojure, and they wanted to go to Angular. Okay. That was pretty good. I mean, I, I used it, like I said, for the last company. Um, I, I, it, it was originally set up, and then I did some like feature adding. You know, you know how the, the difference is like when someone makes a whole website with a specific framework, and then you just add some features. You kind of see how it works, but you don't really get the same understanding as if you built the whole thing yourself. Um, and I remember just doing lots of like if statements and for loops in in HTML syntax. It's just really weird. It's like this div is now a for loop, and it really freaked me out. I just yeah, the, uh, two way data binding in there is really nice. As long as you've got a DOM node to attach it to, and it just it's magic on the back end. Voodoo mm. magic. It's freaky. Exactly. <laughs> So those things you're like, I know this is awesome, but I don't know how it's awesome. I Google said it works. It's okay. <laughs> I will trust in you. What do you use, Ben? Uh, most of my projects lately have been JavaScript MVC, which they recently changed the name of. But that? That's not really my choice. Um, it's just what I end up with. And then at KJS projects, where me and Mike work, we usually use EXTJS, also not our first choice. They don't have cool names, so I don't like those. What was that? Oh, either one of those. They don't have cool names, so yeah, you're never going to get hips to love unless it's got something really cool with a with a cartoon logo of an animal or something. Well, maybe that's why JavaScript NBC changed their name. That's probably why. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, they've uh, Ember has got uh, loads of hip, loads of mustaches on the front, um, a little Eiffel Tower, and a hamster with thick rim glasses. I think they've actually directly aimed at the hipster stereotype <laughs> with. with uh, Branding. I couldn't think of more hipster things to put on there. They know their target. <laughs> Maybe a fixie. A fixie. Yeah. That's what they need. That'd put them over the top. <laughs> I can make fun of people with fixies now that mine got stolen. I have a proper man's bike. It's got gears and everything and brakes. Yeah, didn't you miss brakes? That seems like you would miss brakes. I had one brake and it wasn't very good. Yeah, it kind of pissed me off. Well, the, I mean, the worst part was traffic. Like, that has to kind of suck. Dude, I nearly ran over a guy's fucking neck on Saturday. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I was coming over the Williamsburg Bridge, which is really narrow, and there's this one corner before you get to the ramp. And um, there was one guy coming on the left-hand side. I was coming on the right-hand side. And some asshole hipster with, like, a, a, a fixie with no brakes, one pink wheel, one green wheel, came flying around, overtaking this other guy on a blind corner. Came flying around the corner. So I was coming down, locked his legs, his back, back he fishtailed, took out some random pedestrian, <laughs> smacked, into, smacked into the back of the guy cycling, just minding his own business, you know, cycling. So the other way, and then I only managed to just get my brakes on in time to avoid running over his neck. Fucking ridiculous. Hips, uh, hipsters and fixies can go to hell. <laughs> and you were one, what, three weeks ago? Yeah, I was one, with my lumberjack <laughs> shirt and my, uh, my indie music. There you go. <laughs> Anyone 
I was getting a bit fed up with like these hipster hipster brandings. Like MJS is a perfect example. It's like we're cool. Check out our gerbil with thick rim glasses <laughs> and fucking. Well, I mean, they're all hipster. based in the valley, okay? and that's you know what's ninety percent hipster population by now, probably. Yeah, true. So well, it is. Yeah, the spread of are you a have you, have you guys seen Are You a Programmer? Yeah. I took it. I think I got it like a 10. Yeah, I'll make sure I put this in the notes. Uh, I got a 10 as well, so Ben, we're dude developers. There we go. Yeah, gotta love dude developers. Have you guys tried this, Chris? Mike? Areyouaprogrammer.com uh, it's, it's, Take the programmer quiz. Answer some questions and we'll calculate your proficiency quotient. Uh... Yeah, so you, it tracks your BQ. <laughs> Taking it now. Yeah. Question one: Are you a dude? Yes. No. I'm married, but I do not wish to refer to do not wish to be referred to as a dude. So I managed to get up to a, a score of uh, I think it was Gerald managed to uh, Gerald Unrah from the uh, Piracy MS project uh, got 237 just by picking all the douchiest answers he could possibly find. What did you say the URL was? areyouaprogrammer.com I'll put it in IRC in a second yeah Gerald's original score which you know Gerald it makes sense but it was originally like in the negatives I thought that was pretty funny <laughs> he's like the classic midwest guy he's I, looking at him you'd assume he was a, like a farmer he's a really big <laughs> lad you know he's just like he could definitely carry corn a lot but uh yeah he's, he's no way no way a hipster or a programmer yeah, if you if you don't do very well at all, then you get average uh, standard nerd, which I'm pretty sure is a, a IT crowd reference. You guys seen that show? Oh yeah. Um, Have you tried turning off and on again? Oh, we just got to try and fill the time, fill the time until we find out how, uh, how what the BQ of Chris and Mike is. Yeah, Ben, did you nearly kill anybody this week? Um, I don't usually almost kill people. It's not a very regular thing. I was really concerned about like, if I did run him over and he did die. The main concern for that, for me, would have been that I'd probably get deported. I'm fairly <laughs> sure, even if it's like accident or like manslaughter. Pretty sure, pretty sure my, my work fees would just be like, kicked off for that. Sorry? I <laughs> said, so don't worry about the loss of life. It's just about you being deported. He's a hipster, so he's not a person. <laughs> he doesn't have feelings. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm not too worried about the loss of life or the you know the blood all over my legs is a bit annoying. It's uh, I'm back in England now. <laughs> I don't want to go back. Bad? You can't make me go back. I won't do it. So how did your okay. visa work? How long are you here for? Um, I'm I'm here for a while. All right, cool. All right, uh, Yep, I scored a minus twenty, making me a regular Joe Grammar. Wow, <laughs> regular Joe Grammar. I like that. Uh, Mike, are you are you doing it? Are you still even there? I'm on, I'm on number ten. You caught me like right in the middle of trying okay. to set up my phone as a Bluetooth headset, so it wasn't having to mute all the damn time. It's ridiculous. <laughs> no, the important thing is this quiz. Got to get your uh, priorities straight, man. What other questions we got here? What are the following tunage you listen to while uh, while coding? Classical, Jack Johnson, Lil Wayne, Fish, Metal, Classic Rock, Nickelback. Now that's what I call music. Techno oh. you know, indie stuff. I'm I used a to do get... developer. You're a do developer. There you go. Join the do developer crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. 
I think if you um, if you click Nickelback, then it just like the whole screen vanishes, and there's just a massive picture of someone flipping you the bird. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Nice. Well, I'm pretty sure we've, we've run out of useful things to do now that everyone knows uh, what, what level of programmer we are. Uh, the fun little section um, that I've started doing now is um, uh, what's, what package or, or website would you like to recommend? Like a cool thing. So a new website you started using, a new service, a new package. Recommend something to our listeners. Go with Chris first. Oh, shit. Uh... Yeah. You can't say something that's yours. I can't? Nope. Uh, all right, I'm going to go with Ubiquity Servers. I'm going to try it. There we go. Oh, nice. Uh, I've been looking for hosting for a while, and they are $6 a month for a virtual private server. Oh, they and that's what, that's what I need for something ah. that only has like 10,000 hits per month. Yeah, yeah. has it been relatively stable for managed to keep it up? Uh. For the last two days, yes. I've, hey, I, I've, I just just got it. Hey, that's 100% uptime, so... Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, Mike, have you got anything? Uh, Feedly. Um, I believe it's Feedly.com, but Google Reader obviously dying. Feedly is an awesome RSS reader. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm a newsaholic, so... Ah. All right, I'll go next. This isn't exactly new but I've been using it a lot more lately, and that's Slim PHP. It's a PHP micro framework, and it's pretty similar to Sinatra and Ruby, so it gives you just the basics for what you need, pretty much just route management and some views and caching. It's very basic, but uh, it's good shit to get an API off the ground real quick. Absolutely. Yeah, we, um, I was playing around with that uh, for, the, uh, for the API for, for um, capture, and we managed to integrate... Uh, eloquent with it, so we had the benefits of a really slim, light framework with, uh, with an ORM kicking in there too. Yeah, I actually saw your um, post on that, and I plan to try it out in the next week or two for a project I have coming up. Nice. Plus, you know, Slim's good, uh, seeing as it started by the same guy that started the uh, PHP the right way. So this guy knows what he's talking about. Slim PHP's uh, good stuff. Yeah. Although I've caught myself out, I haven't actually got a clue what to recommend. Has anyone messed with Deployed? No. What's this? Ben, weren't you the one that sent me this? Uh, I think I sent it to you, but I haven't tried it yet. <laughs> I'm just Googling words like deploy. That's pretty fucking generic. This <laughs> is not here. What's the, <laughs> no what's e. the website? No e. GPLOYD.com? Oh, of course it is. Of course it is. I tend uh, to not trust like these magical API builders, but this looks pretty good. Yeah. I always... I always like breathe through my teeth whenever I see these things, and whenever I see someone give a talk about how to build an API, they're usually awful. Um, like they usually just like you've you've got you've got a database and you need to show those fields. So simply get the record and then paste it back out, and it just like there's just no real logic to it at all. But yeah, they never take into account the business logic side of it. Yeah, the business logic, the fact that if you change a uh, the change, if you change a, a field name, then you're screwed. The fact that if you uh, reference that data and want to like embed it inside another record somewhere else in the API, it looks completely different. I all those things. So I'll be interested to see how well this works. I feel I feel like if you need a wizard to make an API, you shouldn't be making a fucking API. You know, <laughs> good point, <laughs> valid point. <laughs> it's like when people try and jam it into their CMSs, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, Hey, I like to complain about stuff. So, yeah, check it out. Deployed.com. See if it's any good. And listen to me. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm not vouching for that. I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it does look cool. I'll, I'll definitely like look at the video afterwards. Um, yeah, no, I, I was trying to like I was trying to procrastinate long enough to think of something to recommend, but fuck it, I'm not going to bother. I'm throwing um, this shit. No, stop, man. Apiary. Ah, oh, I'm not even looking at IRC. I could have pretended that it worked. <laughs> right, so we'll, we'll call it a day. I'm giving up. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. I think we've got a, got a good bit of time out of that. And um, you guys should all go away and give React PHP a try and fuck around with it. It's good fun. So uh, thanks for being on the show, guys. Thanks, thanks right, for thanks. having me, guys. See ya. Cheers. Dude, so fucking ninja ass, Mike. Right, it's uh, it's eight o'clock. It's pitch black, and I've got to walk through the gate.